This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah ta'ala nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudillalah wa man yudlil fala hadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار One of the objectives of the Sharia is to remind us to focus on what is important in the everyday hustle and bustle of life with all of the issues that go on in everyday life especially then in a time like this when our thoughts are preoccupied with serious issues one of the objectives and the goals of the Sharia by reading the Quran and focusing on the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and his example is to remind us and make us focus on what is important, lest we should forget what is important in life. An example of this is the situation that many of us are following or experiencing in the current circumstances, a difficulty in finances. Many people are losing their jobs or fearing that they will lose their jobs. The economic situation is difficult not only for individuals and families, but in society as whole for charities like our Masajid and other charities. It is a difficult situation. And so, in pure business terms, we look at what we can do in order to gain the maximum profit for the minimum effort, because that is how we are trained to think. One of the things that Sharia does is to remind us that just as that is an important component of our life, to see where our next income will come from, how we manage our finances, how we provide for ourselves and our families. It is also part of the Sharia's role to remind us that there is a far more important type of transaction and trade that we should never lose sight of. Whilst we're focusing on the very important circumstances that we're facing, that our Sharia also tells us to focus and concentrate on, we should never lose sight that even with the greatest profit in this dunya, a person will always be in a state of loss if they have lost out on the greatest of all transactions, the transaction of the Akhirah. There is something, a concept amongst the scholars that is known as Tijaratul Ulama, the transaction, the trade of the scholars. The trade of the scholars is how you maximize your good deeds, your Amalus Salih, with your intention. With a single good deed, how do you maximize that good deed to, to the greatest extent possible? That is known as Tijaratul Ulama. Yahya ibn Abi Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the famous scholars of the Tabi'een, from the most prolific narrators of hadith of his generation, rahimahullah said, to focus on your intention is more important than to focus on your action. Abdullah ibn Mubarak, rahimahullah, the famous scholar, used to say that perhaps a small deed you can maximize through your intention, and perhaps a major deed, a big deed, 
you minimize because of your intention. This is what the scholars used to focus on. And so now when I come to the masjid, and I don't have much money, or my circumstances have changed and they're difficult, and I can't give as much in sadaqah as I would like to, the small amount that I give, I can maximize that by using my intention. An intention that no one knows except me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I intend by the few pounds that I donate to this masjid, that not only do I help to keep the services of the prayer going of the masjid in terms of its lighting and its heating, but that perhaps a small percentage of that or a part of that will go to benefit the elders of my community and the youth and our sisters and the poor and the needy and the orphans and those people across the world who benefit from the sadaqah that we give and our non-Muslim community and the reverts who have recently accepted this religion. So many people benefit from a single intention. And the beauty of that power, of that trade, is that no one knows its true profit or loss margin except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have that intention and I entrust those affairs to Allah azza wa jal. By praying the way that we pray, by behaving the way that we behave in this current crisis, I don't shake people's hands when I come to the masjid. That's a difficult thing to do. We don't pray next to each other even though our religion normally and usually commands us to pray shoulder to shoulder, foot, foot next to foot. But I don't do certain things and I leave them not only because the government wants me to do so, because there's a health implication to my actions, but I have it in my intention that by doing so, I prevent people from harm. I potentially save the lives of people. I prevent people from suffering distress and harm and difficulty and illness because of my actions. Only Allah knows whether I would ever be infected or infect anyone else. No one knows except Allah Azza wa Jal. But by having that intention, the purpose of what I do is magnified. That is what is tijaratul ulama. That is how the scholars used to trade. They would do something small, but Allah Azza wa Jal would, because of their intentions, place many benefits in their actions. And that is why some of the greatest scholars of this religion are not the scholars who used to travel across the world wide and far. They are not the scholars who used to author many, many books. They were the scholars who sat in one place, but every time a student came to them, they would teach them. And every time someone came, they would teach them, and perhaps some of them were not known in their lifetime. But after they passed away, people understood who they were. If you want an example of that, look no further than Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali rahimahullah ta'ala. Someone who during his lifetime wasn't well known. Someone who people used to think wasn't a scholar of his time. But after his death, when people realized what he had written and authored, they found and realized that he was from the greatest scholars of his generation, rahimahullah ta'ala. This is a concept that we find in the Quran and the Sunnah. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min adhabin alim. Or you who believe, shall I not guide you towards a transaction, a trade that will save you from a painful torment? You believe in Allah and His Messenger. And you strive in the path of Allah with your lives and your wealth. That is better for you if you only but knew. Allah as a result will forgive you for your sins. And he will enter you into gardens into which rivers flow. And he will give you residences that are pleasing to you in gardens of eternity. That is the true and great victory. And what is collected in Al-Bukhari and Muslim to show you how the companions understood this concept. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhumah were having a discussion in Yemen. 
the Prophet sent both of them to Yemen to teach the people of Yemen and to call them to Islam. And as they were discussing and having a discussion with one another, they were speaking about Qiyamul Layl, the night prayer. This is in Al Bukhari and Muslim. So Mu'adh ibn Jabr known to be from amongst the scholars of the Sahaba, he said to Abu Musa, Amma ana, fa'anamu wa aqum. As for me, I sleep part of the night and I stand in prayer for part of the night. And I pray and I hope from Allah that I will be rewarded in my sleep just as I am rewarded whilst I stand in prayer. And Nawawi ibn Hajar, others from amongst the scholars said, what he means by that is because when he sleeps, his intention is that by sleeping he has more energy to pray, more ability to concentrate and have khushu when he does stand for prayer, that Allah will reward him for that intention even though he is asleep, just as when he stands to pray. This concept is an extremely important concept that I want us to understand and to start to build in within our lives because in the circumstances that we're in maybe, or in general everyday life, we have an opportunity with a very limited amount of time, which is our transaction in the dunya. What I barter with, what I have is my lifetime, the time that Allah has given to me. How do I maximize that in those few years to gain the most in terms of deeds? بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن والسنة ونفعني وياكم بما فيهما من الآيات والحكمة قول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولجميع المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد I want to conclude by mentioning to you a hadith that shows the power of intention that even though you don't know necessarily what's going to happen, but by having that intention and entrusting your affairs to Allah Azzawajal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses your endeavors and the intention that you have within your heart. And what is collected in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Abu Huraira radiyallahu an, that our Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about a man who said, La tasaddaqanna layla bi sadaqa. Tonight I will go out and give some charity. So he goes in the middle of the night when it's dark and he doesn't know whose hand he will place money in. He ends up giving charity to someone who happens to be a thief. So the people of the town in the morning, they say, Last night someone gave sadaqah, but he chose to give, it, to give it to a thief. And the man, when he heard what the people were saying, and they didn't know it was him, he said, Allahumma alhamdu ala sadiq. All praises for Allah, even if I gave it to someone who was a thief. The second night he goes again, and he ends up giving charity to a prostitute. And again, the people say from all of the people of the town, someone ended up giving charity to a prostitute. But again, he praises Allah Azza wa Jal. And then on the third night, he decides to go and give sadaqah again. But this time, he ends up giving it to someone who's a wealthy person, a rich man. So the people say now he's given sadaqah, or someone's given sadaqah to someone who is wealthy. And the man praises Allah again. And then Allah Azza wa Jal sends someone to this man who tells him that perhaps the money that you gave to the thief will stop him from thieving and stealing. And the money that you gave to the prostitute will keep her, help her to keep her modesty and chastity. And the one that you gave to the wealthy man, the rich man, will perhaps make him reflect on his own situation and in turn spend upon others in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the power of intention and it is its beauty. And that is why the scholars would focus so much on intention and they would say, the one who has mastered this chapter of intention has mastered the religion of Islam. And that is why the scholars used to place so much weight on the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Inna al-amalu bil niyat, wa inna ma nawa. Every action is judged by its intention, and everyone will get that which they intended. I ask Allah azza wa jal that He makes affairs easy for us, and that Allah subhanahu wa taala gives us the ability and the strength and the tawfiq to use our intention 
in ways that are pleasing to him, that maximize our rewards and our efforts. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal that removes from us harm and difficulty and hardship and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his blessings and mercy and forgiveness upon us. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun wa salamun alamun istadeen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.